0: Warning All content and media for Under the Barbell podcast is created and published online for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be relied on as health or personal advice. We are not professionals. Thank you for listening.
1: The Baby Buffalo Range Studios presents.
0: All right, guys, welcome to Under the Barbell Podcast, episode six, here with myself, Will Mobley, and Jeff Leslie. We uh, we have a special guest on tonight, and her name is Lauren. I met Lauren at the gym. Uh, she was a power lifter at the time that I was. Uh, very strong, very talented, uh, very hardworking. So we brought her on just to ask her questions in the... With the perspective of a female, a lot of the things we've been doing has just been two dudes in here talking. Um, at one time, it was four dudes in here talking. Yep. Yeah. So we um, go sausage fest. Yeah, I know that we've got a we've got a, a good female following, and I think this will be a good perspective from for questions that we had asked men now coming from a from a girl, and you just keep it rolling. We'll get her on. We'll get some others on. Um, so Lauren, how uh, how you doing today?
1: I'm good. I'm even better now that you just gave me that (laughs) high. My ego is ginormous right now.
0: Um, What do you do for a living?
1: Um, I'm a nurse. Right now I'm taking a break from bedside, though, and I'm going to get my anesthesia degree, so I'll be a nurse anesthetist.
0: Oh, nice. How's that going?
1: Um, Well, you know, it's hard. Um, I really enjoy it. It's very interesting. It's definitely the only thing I could imagine doing.
0: Can you balance the schoolwork work work, and the gym pretty easily
1: actually yeah it's easier to balance schoolwork than it was to balance work and the gym so I'm not working right now I'm making negative money living on loans nice um (laughs) so now I have it feels like all the time in the world because I went from working like 38 hours a week night shift to I'm awake during the day and I can actually go to the gym whenever the gym is open
0: nice What, um, kind of going back to the beginning, what got you into the gym to begin with?
1: So I have always done sports. Like I'm six feet tall. I'm, I'm a big lady. (laughs) So my mom was like, we got to use this talent for good. Um, she stuck me in softball, stuck me in volleyball. And then one day some guy came up to me at school and was like, Hey, and I was like, Hey, who are you? And he was like, um, Kurt. And, uh, I want you to come be on the girls' basketball team. And then that was the first time I ever got into the weight room. So yeah. volleyball, we didn't ever get in the weight room. Basketball, they took us in there. They taught us how to squat. They taught us how to bench.
0: Did you like squat and bench and, and like, right off the bat?
1: Um, I did not like bench. Uh, I had, like, little T-Rex arms. And I guess from volleyball, I had a pretty good quad dominance. So I was squatting, and I was like, oh, I'm kind of good at this. And then I'd go over on bench, and I'd be like – The bar is embarrassing. So
0: moving forward a little bit, what transitioned into that powerlifting training when I met you?
1: So it's kind of funny. I moved here to Lexington. Whenever I graduated college, I went to Moorhead State, and I continued to work out. I didn't really have much of a plan. And then I was looking for a gym, and I happened to cross proof, and I liked it the most out of all the gyms in the area. And I was squatting one day in Saxon, came up to me, and Saxon's, like, the guy who runs all the powerlifting stuff Mm. out of Peru. And he was like, you've got some pretty good form, and you're squatting 185 as a woman. And I was like, yeah, thank you. And then he was like, do you want to lift with us? And I was like, hell yeah. You guys look awesome. What is this, a lifting frat? I'm in.
0: Right. Um, How old are you?
1: I'm 24.
0: When did you start lifting?
1: Probably 15. 15. So, okay, so you've been at it for a while. Yeah, I didn't really get serious about it until, I guess, like a year and a half ago.
0: Were you um, were you ever trying to lift to get better at lifting when you were playing sports, or were your lifts strictly for that sport?
1: So it's kind of funny. The lifts were strictly for the sport starting out, but then once basketball season ended, and I never did basketball again after that season, I sucked at it. I did not like being touched by sweaty people. It was not fun. Um, once that ended, I continued to go to the gym and lift and that turned into how much weight can I squat? Mm. It never, I, I never was doing bench and I never was doing deadlift. It was purely my ego squatting. Yeah.
0: That's cool. That's how it goes though. You, Pretty much. you get in there with bad form and you <laughs> just let your ego take over. And then somebody comes to you and is like, Hey, you're strong, but let's fix that. Yeah.
1: Yep. That's exactly what Saxon did.
0: <laughs> so you're no longer doing powerlifting spe- specific training because of school. Will you transition back into a powerlifting style of training once school's done with?
1: So I actually am. Saxon is still programming me. Oh, sweet. Um, he was so nice, and he was like, yeah, I'll program you. So I get to do that. It's a little different now because I'm not with everybody who I was lifting with before, and it's very different lifting on your own mm-hmm. versus lifting with a crew who's, yeah. like, hyping you up. You feel a little bit of pressure there because everybody's watching you. But
0: Do, I, uh, do you just send him weekly videos or check-ins?
1: I do send in the weekly check-ins. I haven't had the nuts to send in a video yet because I, gotcha. I don't want anybody to see me videotaping myself at the gym. I don't know anybody there. Just hide it. I sneaky. Use like your bag. That, I mean, that's kind of This,
0: To be honest, at a pretty six-foot-tall redhead, I'm not sure you can really hide much in the gym. That's true. Um, so getting into kind of the what the podcast is about you've listened to a couple episodes it's it's a lot of the the negative the dark side of anything fitness um so you know depression anxiety drug use stuff like that would you say that any of your work ethic towards the gym is to battle any of those you know like i said depression body dysmorphia anxiety or is it just something that you enjoy
1: Oh, it's a hundred percent. Like it's a mental health thing. There is nothing better than having a bad day and going and putting it under the barbell. For sure. Like, sorry, it's, there's nothing better. I don't care. I've tried meds. Like I was so depressed in high school before I started lifting. And then like, I was like, Oh, this is magical. Like the endorphins here are just unbelievable.
0: Have you found anything else other than lifting to help cope with that? With any of the bad days or, or
1: sadness or anything? Just uh, screaming into a pillow count. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah? yeah okay. Well,
1: yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, than that.
0: Well, the reason I ask is because so I had recently started going to therapy, which I talked to you about, just for some of those negative mental, you know, mental issues that I was having. Sure. And I talked to I talked to the therapist and was just explaining to her that when I was powerlifting, it was a three day a week training, sometimes four, but that still left three to four days of not training and on the days that i didn't train i caught myself being anxious uh overthinking being very like overly vigilant vigilant that's what you're telling and what i was getting to her was i want to find a way i want to use the gym still as a coping mechanism because i'm not convinced anybody uses the gym to get healthy to well just to use the gym they're using it to cope with something it could be a health issue But even bodybuilders that are competing, they're not using the gym to make money. This all started because they have body dysmorphia, they have depression, they got picked on. If they stopped using the gym, that fear now comes back. What I was getting at is I wanted to find a way that I can use the gym as a coping mechanism, but I could also find outlets outside of the gym that weren't physical, something I could do by myself in my head. Because could you think about you get stressed out for an exam for your intense school and now well i'm gonna go squat well you're studying at 2 a.m right so have you found anything mental that you can do or even physical outside of the gym go on a walk count to 10 something that or would you say the gym so far is the best option you've got
1: I mean I definitely think the gym is the best option and what you're saying like I completely agree with I think that it's totally easy to use the gym as some sort of avoidant like escapism type thing like it's so easy to like forget everything that you're worried about and just go and make yourself feel physically exhausted and then once you're so exhausted you can just go to bed and forget about everything else like super easy and that is something that like the days that you don't power lift the days you're not in the gym you're not as exhausted. You can't sleep as well. Like you don't feel like you need to eat as good. Like it's very easy to get complacent on those days. Um, but for me, I think if I was, if I was going through something and I was just having a bad day and it was not a gym day, I'd probably make it a gym day. I'm going to be honest, even Mm -hmm. though it's not like with your program schema, you have to be careful Mm -hmm. and you don't want to overdo it. But like, making it a gym day is like so much better than like, what am I going to do pace around my apartment? I don't know. Maybe I need to go to therapy a little (laughs) more often.
0: So being that you are a girl in the gym, um, I was, I was was talking to you about this a little bit the other day. This is kind of a small change of subject, but there was a girl who was um, doing rack pulls next to me. And I noticed she had a plate on each side. She was taking a plate off and I took the other plate off. Um, I didn't turn around and, and wait for a thank you. I didn't turn around and wait for her to acknowledge me. I just saw she was moving something, so I moved the other, and I kept going. She went out of her way to come over to me and say, hey, I had that. And I said, well, I didn't think you didn't. I was just trying to be helpful. Yeah. So what I'm getting at is do you feel like as a woman that men try to control that gym environment at all? Are you kind of fighting for a this is as much my gym as it is your gym thing? Or do you feel like it's a relatively equal equal space in your world
1: I think it's kind of what you make of it as a woman like there are totally times where I look across the gym and I know that I'm wearing like a sports bra and tight pants but I like make eye contact with somebody who had been watching me lift and I'm like ew <laughs> but I think like in your case I probably wouldn't have been offended if somebody put my plate up for me like it I guess it depends person to person yeah. but
0: does that bother you at all I feel like I'm saying mentally too much but does that bother you at all To know that if you're squatting somebody's right there watching you why you squat in 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 that sexualized way
1: I mean it's not my favorite um I think that part of like the reason I like lifting so much and having muscles is because I want men to fear me and be like "Mm, maybe I don't want to cross her um really the biggest bother i would probably have is worrying whether or not my leggings were see-through i'd be like is this guy seeing my butthole or like i I would really hate that like i I hope like my tampon's not leaking like that'd be so embarrassing like i don't care if he thinks i'm hot i just hope he doesn't see my my b-hole
0: but being that you do you know you are an attractive female in the gym so you definitely do catch guys checking you out while you're working out
1: I mean, yeah, it happens, and like, I'm gonna be real. I'm probably no better than a man. Like, I totally look at girls, and I don't think it. Like, for me, it's not sexual, obviously. Like, but I'll look at girls, and I'll be like, "Dang, she looks good. Like, she's got good form." Or I'll look at them, and I'll be like, "Oh no, they're gonna hurt themselves doing that." Like, it just depends. Like, and there are men that I look at, and I'm like, "They're gonna hurt themselves doing that too." So it's not just half the time.
2: It's just looking at someone seeing if they're going to get hurt or not
1: yeah and sometimes I have like gym goggles on like I'm not looking at anything in particular I'm zoned out Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get in the mental headspace to lift something that's heavier than me yeah Yeah. and whatever my eyes happen to be on is what I'm looking at it's not that my brain is seeing that so I try to give people a little grace as well like I don't think that it's fair to like be like obviously ogling somebody but if I'm blankly staring at you i'm probably just
2: so do you think those girls on instagram and tiktok are overreacting
1: i think that it is very situational Mm -hmm. um so like if a man came up to me and i know that i have a good form on squat i know that i have a good form on squat i spent six months doing nothing but the bar Mm -hmm. trying to get this form down this was i was not allowed to add weight to the bar until i got this down but if a man like came up and was like oh you're squatting and like, let me fix this for you. Right. I would be offended there. But like, if a man's looking at me there, you know, whenever it's like a, a glance or they're like trying to alpha dog you mm. or like they're being like openly creepy and they don't care. Yeah.
0: Right. That, is, that is something that I would struggle with. I think in the viewpoint of a woman was um I was at, I won't name the gym, but I was at a gym um, a couple of weeks ago. It was not the current gym that I go to and there was a girl squatting and there was a guy who was just watching her squat she was struggling not to a point where you needed to rush up but definitely somebody within a 10 to 12 foot radius should have just kept an eye yeah and um when she went down he because i was like cool like he got it and i went about my day i happened to turn around it was 275 so i wanted to see if she got it 100 percent because i'm a lifter yeah Um, And she went asked to grass. She, I mean, she did a good lift and I look over and he's got his hands firmly grasped around her hips and she turned around (laughs) and she made direct eye contact with me. And I don't know if this is overreacting because it wouldn't happen to me. You know, another man's not going to walk up to a 260 pound man and put his hands on your hips. Not unless you're trying to look for a fight. They might, they might, I've done it to Saxon (laughs) quite a few times, um, (laughs) <laughs> but she had no color in her face yeah. and the face looked at me like almost like help me. It, it, is there a feeling of like that of helplessness when you're around creepy guys like that, that don't really have that, that line, they'll always just cross it. Honestly, or is that extreme?
1: If that happened to me, I would be furious. I don't know that I would feel helpless, but somebody is going to get their ass chewed. Yeah. Like, like, I can't, I can't say that I would just be like, help me. I would probably freak out on somebody. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm not, like, they talk about, like, the fiery, like, angry redheads. Like, when you get me angry, I'm I'm going <laughs> to let you know. Yeah. Like, can't help it. Well, that um, was the thing
0: that I felt about. I didn't mean cut you off, but yeah, she, good. like, she she looked, like, surprised. No, mixed with scared. Like, did this really just happen in kind of all that witty, you know, you snap on him, make them feel done, like, left. She was like, whoa, what do I do? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I could definitely see where that would be shocking. And I honestly, like, I can't imagine a world where a man would go up to spot another man on squat and grab their waist. Like, I have never seen that. So that would be just, like, way, way crossing the line.
2: That one, I can kind of see that because the way you, like, spot you, Mm -hmm. I'm going to hold you by your chest. Right, right. But they're still... I mean, gonna, I mean, I'm not going to grab a girl by their hips either. Right. No. But, I mean, there's but, some,
1: you can, like, get me under the arms. You yes. can, like, put your hands on my shoulders and, and Most people don't out. know how like, to do that, though. That's true. That's true. I feel like that's a gym safety thing, too. Yeah. Like, first of all, don't yes. be a creepy ass. And second <laughs> of all, don't touch anybody's bathing suit area. I feel like that's a good, good <laughs> well, rule of yeah, thumb. Like, you know? That's yeah. what's
0: crazy is, like, women have shoulders as well. And I feel like a lot of men, if you really watch them and you can, like, watch their eyes... Watch their eyes and what they're looking at as they're squatting mm. when i'm when like I've spotted Lauren before, my eyes are directly over her shoulder watching her knees yeah if I see her quad come above her knee and then start to sink back down, my hands are on the bar my hands are on her shoulders right. and I have watched men when you're squatting there's you can eat it but you can see it their their eyes are directly on the chest or right in the groin, mm-hmm. and then once that bar starts to end quote Fail, their hands are right on the boobs, yeah. and then it's 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 crotch to butt, yeah. and your it's just it is, I, and I've watched this happen, and I'm like really, like really, yeah. And at the most of the time, the girl's so, uh, you know, she's so into the lift, or she's so upset that she failed. She that's the last thing she's paying attention to. Yeah. But you you take a step back and you look at that, and I'm like like bro, I caught that man. Yeah. Kind of like when you catch another guy checking the girl out, you're like hey man like. I see what you're doing, yeah. um, and that was something that kind of bothered me in the gym is because, and, and I'm super weird. We've all we've all discussed this, <laughs> but if that guy is staring at you, he's gonna stare at my wife. Mm-hmm. He's gonna stare at this guy's girlfriend, and hey, it's, everybody. it's kind of a respect thing. Yeah, you know, you can look, and and in a, a complimentary way you know she's very pretty i i, I glance over it. but when you start staring in an inappropriate way it's yeah. creepy it's uncomfortable for everybody because then i there's been several times where like, hey like will you say something uh, sir please close your eyes <laughs> i don't like that you're staring either but i can't tell you what to look at yeah. and i'm i'm also not going to say oh, you know step outside man Well, cuz now i go to jail yeah. you know it's um So that was something I really did want to hit on. And I know, like, every girl is going to have probably multiple stories of feeling a little bit uncomfortable in the gym. Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember one time, I I don't remember what I was doing. I think I was squatting or something. And you came up to me and you were like, dude, that guy over there is literally undressing you with his (laughs) eyes. He has not taken his (laughs) eyes off you. And I hadn't noticed. And, like, once you pointed it out, I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, he, like, he is being, like, blatant about it. And, I mean my usually my go-to is just to look as weird as possible like i'm i'm a weird lady (laughs) i'm not gonna pretend to be normal like i i'll i'll be the weirdest girl you've ever laid eyes on like (laughs) you're not gonna care that you thought my ass was nice you're gonna be like she needs mental help
0: yeah and that's the thing too is i hate i'm not dude i'm not a perfect guy like everybody checks people out like it's just that's just the nature of being a human. Yeah.
1: I mean, I got my eyeballs wander. like I'm not going to lie. Like I I try to be a lady about it though.
0: (laughs) Right. But like being that I'm your friend, like I just noticed it. And I was like, you need to relax, man. Like it's one thing. And it'd be different if he came over and was like, Hey, I find you very pretty. Would you like to go on a date? Can I have your number? But he just stared. Mm. And I was like, dude, like find something else to look at, man. I don't know. I just, it just makes me feel weird. Mostly because I have this weird sense of, I don't want to protect, but I want to help. Like if you're if you're helpless, if you can't protect yourself, like if a guy's checking Lauren out, there's no, she can't do anything. She can turn and yell at him, no. but I mean he he can overpower her every day of the week. And I just don't like that feeling, which is why you'll always catch me being nice and helpful. And if if I ever there's ever a confrontation, I sit down. Cause I don't want the person that I have this issue with to feel like I'm puffed up on them or uncomfortable. I don't right. like that feeling. I don't like feeling that way. I don't want you to feel that way. Being that I would be a, a petite girl in a gym with, I mean, more than likely probably drugged up men. Yeah. It would, it would, it just wouldn't sit well with me. Mm-hmm.
1: And I mean, you have a really good point. And like, I will say that it is always nice, like not necessarily a protector, but it's always nice to have somebody looking out for you, yeah. especially in the gym. Like, you're super vulnerable in the gym. You're lifting things that are heavy, things that can hurt you. You could get hurt very easily. I remember one time seeing you carry a girl out who hurt her back deadlifting. Mm-hmm. Like, it's always nice to have somebody looking out for you. Um, but, like, then again, you, like, as a woman, I think that even with powerlifting, like, the difference between a woman who powerlifts and the strength of just, like, a regular man, as much as I hate to admit it, it's incomparable. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, I remember I had a boyfriend uh, not too long ago. He was 5'8". He weighed less than I did, and I was like, I can, I can take this guy down. Like, let's have like a friendly little wrestling match. And I like was certain. I was like, I'm gonna make him. I'm gonna put him on the ground. No, it took five seconds, and I was pinned down. And I was like, well, hell, yeah. like, oh my gosh, like, so humbling. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter if I'm a six foot tall, 160 pound woman, but there's just something about a man and the testosterone that you have as a man mm-hmm. not even a drugged up powerlifter man where you're just so much more strong yeah
2: what's the worst experience you've had as far as guys in the gym
1: really i i honestly have been super lucky mm. i think that um i might have a mean face from what i what i've been told i have a like a rbf pretty bad Um, Or maybe I'm just oblivious, but nobody's ever like came up and touched me. I think that that would be just unbelievably inappropriate. And Will's right. What are you going to do? Tell them, don't look at me. Close your eyes. Like I can't control where people look, but I've been very fortunate not to have anybody put their hands on me because that would, that would just be like unbelievable. I don't, I don't know what I would say or do.
0: And like for the men that are listening to this, if you don't really understand, like grasp what we're saying. Picture the times that you've been out in public Either your mom, you know, your grandma Your sister, your girlfriend, whoever they are And they're not, the, the person's not Necessarily looking at them, but they're just staring in your direction And you're like, dude, what is this guy's problem Like, what yeah. are, And then you, you, you keep glancing over You feel awkward, like picture that And you have to deal with it Every time, you know, I'm yeah. gonna have To deal with this every time I go into this building And it's not fair to just say, well, don't, just don't Go in there, right, it's not that, That's not okay Yeah. Um, So, hitting on the drugs a little bit, do you, as a female, especially in the medical field, do you have any fear at all towards men using steroids? Um, Like, does that make you feel unsafe in in any way? Or is it something that you just hear the the horror stories of the quote unquote roid Roid rage." rage?
1: I mean, I've heard the horror stories. I think that the first time I ever heard it was in high school. There was a kid, and everybody was like, "Oh, he's he's crazy. He's on roids. He's gonna go off the deep end. He's gonna beat the crap out of somebody." Um, I hon- I haven't had enough experience with somebody who is on steroids. Like, I've never been in a relationship with somebody on steroids. I've never and seen you've never that. done them. No, no. I've not. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I totally have thought about it. Yeah. Um, I've weighed the pros and cons. Obviously, I've chosen right now for sure that's not for me yeah i have a lot to lose if i have drugs on me anything that could be even questionably illegal like right. i don't want to deal with that but like looking at girls on instagram and looking at like the things i see on tiktok with women who have like these teeny tiny waists and they're just shredded and their delts mm. are so nice and they're squatting like 500 pounds and they have this big giant butt like that makes me feel like maybe do i want that <laughs> D- is the back knee worth it? Like, like it's just so hard to compare myself as a woman who's like pretty normal looking.
0: We had had an episode about social media um, and and the comparison, you know, we compared from, you know, a man's point of view, the, the cars, the body, the, Mm -hmm. the hair, the, you know, the $20,000 watch, the, you know, million dollar home, do you do the same? Like when you see girls like you just described on social media and they're driving their nice cars, wearing nice dresses, do you feel – do you compare to that at all? Is like how, how am I not there yet?
1: Honestly, for me, it's not necessarily like the material things. Like I know that I'm on a track to get a degree in something that I will make plenty of money. No. I, I don't have to worry about finances once I finish this degree. But it's the way that they look. so I know I'm six feet tall I will never be like this cute little petite little like cheerleader looking girl I know I will never be that but then like I look at other girls and I'm like okay your glutes look like this like your glutes are so round and full like I'm jealous of that I want my calves to look like your calves and it's a difficult thing because you're it's so saturated on social media and it's so easy to see so much of that Yeah. go outside People don't look like that in the right. real world. Like, <laughs> right. And if they do, they're doing drugs or, or yeah. they're dedicating so much of their time into eating and training that they don't have as much time just for just anything go to
0: Walmart. else.
1: Yeah. I mean, you go to Walmart. You feel so good.
0: It's, it's so cool to hear that because right now I feel like and it's getting better, but I feel like men and women have been at battle for so long. About who's better than who Who's equal to what oh, it's, the,
1: it's obviously the women So
0: I would agree with that like My, my <laughs> wife beats me at anything other than lifting She beats me at everything you know, if, it, if I have to lift something heavy I win Yeah. Name any other thing and I'm going to lose But We're the same I'm struggling, you're struggling We're both in the gym trying to get better You're lashing out at me Because you're insecure I'm acting this way because I'm insecure now that doesn't mean act like a dick because you're insecure no, or, yeah. or check a girl out because you're that's not what I'm saying what I'm saying is we all have our insecurities and me and you are both in there working on them but because we are a different gender you know it's it's not a battle anymore just understand that when you're in the gym when I'm in there with Lauren and I'm squatting 800 and Lauren's squatting 225 we're battling the same demon that if that demon had a name we, we are both at war with the same thing. And I think if people understood that and got it out of their head that I'm better, I'm hotter, I'm more attractive, I have more money, and just understood that I'm here for a purpose and you're here for a purpose, let's bust it out together. Yeah. That's obviously a perfect world we're never going to live in. But I think if one person listens to this and thinks, wow, that's true, this this 70-year-old lady, I had to share a, a squat rack with one the other day. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm you know, 5'10", 260 pounds, Lauren's taller than me. Um, (laughs) and she's probably five to a hundred pounds. And she was like, yeah, I have two new knees and a torn ACL. And I'm like, she's like, you care if I work in with you, is it super inconvenient? Yes. But who am I to say no? Yeah,
1: Especially when there's only so much space in the gym, like it's only so reasonable to have so many squat racks. Yeah, And Will was telling me there's been like a little bit of a clash recently in the gym that I used to go to and that he still goes to. Just trying to make space for everybody, and I think that it's very easy to like boot somebody out just because like, oh, I'm stronger than you, mm-hmm. so I get to yeah. use the squat rack. I've been doing this for longer when everybody pays the same amount to go to the same gym right so it's your gym too like take up space. don't just give in just because if somebody comes up to you and they're like, uh, "Are you almost done like you don't have to feel bad and be like, well, "Oh like I'm a little you embarrassed." I mean, some you.
2: Because you know what
1: I'm talking about, I, though. Well, like,
2: yeah, because there was. I went to the gym the other day, and this kid was on like a cable machine that I wanted to use. Yeah. He's there for 35 minutes.
1: Okay, that okay. There, there's yeah, extremes to everything. You know, like you know what I'm talking about. That's like, a whole different conversation. It's different <laughs> if you're like on leg press and you're doing like eight sets of 20, and you're taking a 10 minute break to play on your phone and just sitting on the oh, leg yeah. press yeah, in between. Yeah. Like there's yeah, yeah. gym yeah. etiquette. And there's also like being able to use your gym, yeah. you know.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I don't know. I just I wish we had a more stable kind of utopia in the gym, which, like I said, will never happen. Dude, there, there's even guys in there. That, I talked to a guy the other day that felt like he had more of a privilege to be in there because he thought he had nicer tattoos than other people. That <laughs> doesn't make sense. What? It doesn't. <laughs> I was listening to him talk, and I'm like, oh my god, dude! Like pe- people like that exist so if he if that guy exists you know there's a guy in there that he got the most expensive shoes on mm-hmm. that's other girls got the nicest clothes on you know and it, it, don't yeah. even get me started on the people i think their body looks better yeah i have a six-pack and you don't i'm using this machine dude get out of here like like <laughs> are you kidding me um but yeah so i i mean that's it's an interesting viewpoint i'd like to get more females on here too and because no. you know we're going to say something on here that someone doesn't agree with somebody out there's like oh, Squat way more than girls. They can get behind <laughs> me.
1: You know, it would be kind of fun if uh, you brought a bunch of girls on at the same time and just you guys be kind of quiet.
0: But I would do that. Yeah. I think that, I mean. Yeah. That would be a good episode. I just don't want to get. I just don't want to get everyone mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's. Uh, that's an interesting. Do you um, do you follow any kind of meal plan?
1: I do. Um, so, Saxon, he's the guy who writes my programs. He wrote me a meal plan months ago, months ago. And uh, I follow it as well as I can. I'm, a, I'm really busy. So, Just,
2: do you pack your food and bring it with you?
1: Um, no, because no. I do. Right now, I have the luxury of going home. I live five minutes oh, okay. from campus. So, I go, I have an hour long class. I might go home, I'll eat my meal. I'll go back to campus. Okay. So it's really nice like my meal is always fresh which is probably a good thing cuz I don't have a microwave right now. No, but,
0: <laughs> like in your uh, in your room? Like in your
1: Yeah, in my apartment I showed up and I like was getting groceries and I like whenever I'm really in a pinch I have these power bowls that I microwave and they I mean they're pretty good. They have a pretty high protein content for being a microwave meal, oh, like, yeah. a little embarrassing, but yeah, I totally <laughs> I, I screw with that. Like I love that. Um, and I like got it out of the freezer and I looked around my brand new apartment and I was like, mm, there's no microwave here.
0: <laughs> what is your squat bench and deadlift max?
1: As um, of now? So my lifetime PR for squat and I was in high school when this happened, so I have no idea what it looked like. There wasn't even a mirror in the weight room. It was two seventy five. Right nice. now, the most I have squat with reasonable form that I know for sure, two fifty um, and then for deadlift, I don't know. I have like short arms or something. I'm making this excuse. My, my arms are pretty short compared to the rest of my body. All right. <laughs> my, my deadlift, I did 235, and then bench was 130. So I'm just right there before playing. Plate, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It hurts me.
0: That's a big
2: deal. <laughs> it is a big deal. I,
1: I mean, I'll throw a party once I hit that plate.
2: <laughs> I, I want to know, like being in the gym and stuff, have you seen other women use drugs? Or is that kind of like, or do they hide it? Oh, I've
1: never seen a woman physically doing the drugs in the gym. There have been women who you see and they gain a ton of super lean mass Mm -hmm. in a very short amount of time. Their voice is an octave lower. They've got some acne in places they didn't used to. And you're trying not to judge and you're like, okay, I'm not going to assume anything, but like in the back of your head, you're like, well, it could be like they could be doing this. And like, it's to each their own. Like, if you're doing it safely, that's respecting your own body. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not going to pretend like I know a ton about that.
2: What's your opinion on steroids?
1: Um, I guess it's kind of, like, the same opinion on, like, nicotine or alcohol. Like, anything that you do that you put into your body is your prerogative. Yeah. Like, you have to know when to stop. And if you're going to do it, you have to at least be responsible. So, like Will was saying, like, talking about roid rages, if you know that when you take a steroid you're going to flip out and, like, punch a hole in your yeah. counter or something, like, crazy, you should probably stay away from it. Yeah. It's just, like, you have to know yourself. I'm not going to, like, I know that I'm a nurse. This is not medical advice at all. Like, <laughs> do what you want. I'm not going to judge, but.
0: Well, that was um, something, like, some of the people that listen to this haven't done drugs, but, like, trend, you know, we, we hit on that. Yeah. Oh, big, everybody big,
1: talks about trend. Yeah,
0: big, big drug in, in most sports. Um, So, like, when I take trend, um, it's. Heavy paranoia. Um, it's slight depression. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, any negative thoughts. So, for, as of right now, the, the negatives that I go through are um, re- pretty low self-esteem, uh, extreme paranoia, and which leads to really bad anxiety. You know, I can't eat, I can't sleep, I have that, that lump in my chest. When I take Trin it is t- that feeling is worse. I don't because Roid Rage isn't a thing. Like, it, yeah, you're it's not a real thing. But, like, to say trend paranoia, trend depression, like, when you do manipulate your hormones, it's going to cause some sort of reaction in your system. Like you just said, though, you have to know what that is. And, like, for example, I don't like who I am on trend. I remember the first bodybuilding show I did when I stepped off stage, even though trend was still in my system, um, it took two, maybe two and a half weeks and um, someone was. I walked into the gym, and someone, one of my friends, said, "There he is. There's the old Will." <laughs> and it's just because I was a little bit more smiley. Now, it's hard to say that because I was also starving. Yeah. But it's still, you know, I've noticed even in powerlifting when I take it, you're you're just a little grumpy. You there's no roid rage. You're not freaking out on people, but you're just a little bit more snippy. A little bit, you know, almost like when you're tired, mm-hmm. you just don't talk to me. Um. So I I, I think and you're lucky you've not you've not dated somebody that's been hard on drugs like that you know poor Carrie has has I put her through it
1: I mean I've I've dated people who did like cocaine and stuff oh, like oh. who used like stimulants pretty regularly yeah
0: and can that can be pretty can I ask can a personal question sketchy. about that is are stimulants like that are they are they heavily used in the medical field at all to like stay awake because I know you guys work ridiculous hours I don't know Adderall is
1: um. So I don't really – I can't really say whether or not, like, that's used at the hospital. I hope not. I wouldn't think so. I know that it's pretty common for medical students to use a lot of Adderall. Like, I've heard of medical students getting Adderall prescriptions just because they're in medical school. Um, I mean, I can imagine that it'd be a pretty popular drug if you have people in the medical field who have more money than they really know what to do with and they have a little bit of, like – an ego thing where they know that they're like, I'm, I'm awesome and I'm so smart and I can do whatever and I'm invincible. Like if you have that, like, I'm the shit mindset where you think you're invincible, you'll do things that are a little impulsive.
0: Yeah. See, I see, and that's the thing. I know, like, you don't, you don't use it, and I don't. I've never. To be honest, I don't even know what it looks like. What, I, I know. No. Okay. Okay.
1: Have you seen Wolf of Wall Street? Man, the thing you is, like, I don't know the consistency. <laughs> I don't
0: know the smell. I know I was watching a cop show one time, and they said it makes your your gums numb. Um. So, but anyway, I, but I can see that. Like, you take steroids to be bigger and strong. I just didn't know would would a surgeon. Now this would be huge because if you mess up as a surgeon on coke, you're right. getting. I mean, you're getting put under the jail. But would it, would it, would you do surgery faster? Could you do more surgeries in an hour, which then you'd make the hospital more money? it depends on the person. You, okay. The, see, uh, I, uh,
1: I think a lot of times, like some surgeons will avoid stimulants altogether. Like yeah, I, really. I know a surgeon who he was prescribed Ritalin because he actually did have ADHD and he needed it to focus to get things done in school mm-hmm. and what have you, like his day to day, but he wouldn't take it on days that he knew he was operating because it would make him shake. so stimulants like you get that shaky like everybody's had too much caffeine like you've had a little too much pre-workout if you're doing things that require so much fine motor I would imagine that you
0: I get a little shaky on Adderall would you say then like hard drugs like that would be more more popular in like a position like yours where there's no surgery but you're still working stupid long hours
1: I don't I don't know anybody who has shown up like
0: under under the
1: influence I mean
0: tell Like, if someone was high on coke, could you tell? Like I said, I've never Uh, been around it. I mean, I guess it, like,
1: it depends. Like, I, whenever I was dating the kid who did coke a ton, like, he would be just, like, super irritable. And, like, he would, anytime he did a stimulant, like, super irritable, like, Adderall, cocaine, and I, I had never done any of those things, so I didn't really understand what was going on, and I would be like, hey, like, what time are you going to pick me up? And he'd be like, I'll be there Whenever, like, oh, just, okay. like, very, like, short circuit.
0: Yeah. Are they fidgety, like, in the movies where they're, like, they just look like they can't sit still and looking, like, chicken head looking around all everywhere? <laughs> the the person that's in my mind right now is The Rock from Painting Game. I feel, <laughs> like,
1: I feel like you're kind of thinking of, like, Molly or something, like, you know, yeah. like. So
0: I don't know anything about drugs besides roids. <laughs> <laughs> the people I've seen on cocaine,
2: because um, there was a couple different people. One of them was super hyper, actually hyper like he wouldn't stop moving okay he would talk a lot but then the other people i would work with you couldn't tell because would that be kind of like an addiction like
1: cocaine is super addictive yeah yeah dude like Mm -hmm. don't get don't get beat don't do that like if you have like an addictive personality i'm not gonna like recommend coke to anybody because like (laughs) this is so bad it increases your blood pressure like it makes like you are at way more of an increased risk of stroke like, you you don't want to do that it, uh, to yourself.
2: It messes up your nose, too.
1: Yeah, you can, you can like, mess with the blood vessels in your nose. I had
2: a friend, she had, like, a knot in her nose. And when she did cocaine, after a couple years, it actually went down. Yeah, your
1: nose can collapse where, because yeah. your blood vessels, That cocaine, any sort of stimulant can be a vasoconstrictor. And when your vessels constrict, you're not getting the blood flow to that tissue. And so if you're doing tons and tons of cocaine and you're constricting those blood vessels in your nose you don't get you get tissue hypoxia and your nose can rot off like you'll have like a collapsed nose you hear about people with like a deviated septum and you hear about people who like there was a girl on tiktok i saw just the other day who had like this weird hairy thing on her nose and i was like what is going on and they were trying to reconstruct her nose with a piece of her skin from another part of her body oh my god yeah it's like the best episode yet
0: (laughs) (laughs) i did not know that
1: yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty pretty intense. You, you don't want to get messed up in that stuff. Yeah.
0: Do you think Coke is anything like the other drugs where, like, Coke in the 70s, 80s, and 90s was just pure and perfect, and now it's laced with so much junk? It's oh, all, it's, it's
1: 100% all, laced. Yeah. Like, you, there, he was talking about how, like, people talk about their lips being numb from Coke. Coke can be, like, it doesn't have to be, like, coke you can have baby powder and if they put something that has a little bit of a numbing agent in it and you snort it and your nose is numb because everybody's like oh yeah your nose gets numb Mm -hmm. and then you're like oh yeah that totally was coke but it's just like
0: what is coke like what is like like steroids like i can tell you like test it's synthetic testosterone yeah uh, what is cocaine?
1: I don't know. i know plants I'm,
0: that they use something It's cocoa with? leaves. Something like that. Something like
1: that. I honestly don't. I know that there's, like, something involving gasoline. Like, yeah. you, it's bad. Like, bad stuff.
0: That's insane. Yeah. Do they teach classes on this stuff? Like, cause There's you're a documentaries. Nurse. But, like, having being a nurse, I'm sure you have to deal with that. Yeah. Um,
1: I think, honestly, the most experience I've ever had with drugs and, like, seeing the effects of drugs have been in the hospital on the job. So whenever you go to nursing school, like, they might do a little section in the psych unit, like, Mm -hmm. oh, whenever you do a stimulant, your eyes do this, and you're twitchy, and you might have, like, this and that. Like, they'll tell you about the symptoms and, like, things, like, when they're acutely under the influence, but then you get into the hospital and you see somebody who keeps stroking and stroking and stroking because they've done intravenous drugs and they've got vegetation on the valves of their heart and it just keeps falling off and going to their brain and causing huge amounts of damage. Or whenever you see somebody who, like, has giant abscesses all over their arms because they're shooting up. Like, they don't really talk about that. You have to see that in person to really understand what's going on.
0: This will be a good question for the listeners. Is any of that terrifying stuff that you just described possible with steroid use when injecting?
1: I mean, you were talking about, I guess, maybe two weeks ago you were talking about, like, having a cyst on your butt. Yeah. And, like, how much pressure was in there at that. Like, it's kind of like that. Like, you get dirty needles, you don't clean the skin properly, you're just introducing infection. And so, like, you see a lot of times people who have intravenous drug use, like, obviously, you're not going into the vein with yours, but, like, they'll get infection into their blood vessels. And so they'll have, like, Hep B, Hep C, like, they'll have all these things. So you'll see, like, hepatitis and stuff, and you'll see these horrible, like, bloodborne illnesses. And that's why, like, a lot of times you'll see, like, people with HIV have gotten it from dirty needles. And it's just anytime you're taking the chance of introducing something foreign to your body.
0: No, that's awesome. Um,
1: (laughs) he's like, (laughs) I love that. I just, it's
0: just interesting. And I think a lot of people, I mean, that hooked me and I'm on the podcast. I think the scar tissue was the worst with the drug use.
1: Yeah. It's like, it's heartbreaking too, because whenever you do drugs, like you don't think like, I'm going to get addicted to this and it's going to do this to my body. And it's going to be wonderful. You'd like, and then once you get so far you you don't
2: yeah when it's i worked so at the hospital stop. as a phlebotomist we had two drug people come in all the time cuz they had one had hiv yeah and the other one had something else and you couldn't hardly stick them but they would show you exactly where to go
1: oh yeah because I've they
2: know to, what veins to hit
1: yeah i've had to, to put an iv in a lady's boob before cuz like she'd shot up everywhere else and yeah, I had to do like, that
0: too. yeah oh my god
1: And let me just tell you, that was the most beautiful IV I've ever placed. It was pretty impressive. Those are some (laughs) little veins in there. Okay. I just want it to be known. Yeah. No, you guys would be like the dream victim for IV poking. Like if we could take you all to the nursing school and just set you down and let them go to town on you. Like your veins are massive. Like you you have a vein in your shoulder. It's like your cephalic vein. And I'm like squiggly. I would love (laughs) to just poke that.
0: Is there money in that? Like prostitution to my veins? Is there money in that?
1: Lord, I mean, Lord, I, money in it? I mean, under the <laughs> table, like if you found some nursing students who were desperate enough to pass their checkoffs, like I'm sure that you could they probably suck. make a 50 bucks on it. They, they suck. Yeah. They're bad at it. Let me tell you, my first IV ever placed, I stuck it in this man's arm and I, he was a mechanic. So his skin was super tough. Mm-hmm. And so I hit the vein, but I couldn't thread the catheter. And so I i didn't know what to do i withdrew the needle the catheter was still in there was blood on the floor there was blood on me there was blood on the (laughs) the shoes everywhere there was blood everywhere and i was looking at him and he was looking at me and he was like do you know what you're doing and i was like no
0: (laughs) (laughs) um well i know lauren's got a dinner she got to get to
1: i do so
0: we'll go ahead and end it here we'll get her back on with some questions Um, guys, if you, like we've said a million times, if you have questions for Lauren's questions for Jeff questions for myself, um, message the podcast, send us an email, uh, with anything, whether it be drug related questions, if you're a girl, uh, and you want us to get in touch with Lauren, we, uh, shoot us a question. If it's something you just want to ask her, shoot us a, shoot us a, a message and we'll get you guys hooked up in some way, shape or form. Um, And uh, we'll get her back on soon. So thanks for listening, guys.